Hello and welcome to North 100, a Canadian Highlander podcast. I'm Serge. Joining me as always, I have a Jer. Hello. An Alex. Hi. And a Ben. Hello, yes, I am Wheeler. Want to remind you, the North 100 is brought to you by you with your support at the Patreon over at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. Let's start it off with our opening segment, the best card that you're not playing. Up today, I've got Alex. Alex, <coughs> show me your secrets. How much stuff can you fit in one card? Like, are, are we looking at rules tech spaghetti? Or no, like keywords everything. forever? All right, I want to hear it. Uh, we're talking about your girl Scrib Ranger. Well, there's a lot on that yeah. one. This card is very concentrated. Uh, <laughs> from Time Spiral, one in a green gets you a fairy. Okay. This is a little weird for green, but it's... Uh, <laughs> Old school. It's a 1-1 one, yeah. one with, let's count it, flash. Okay. Flying. Yep. Protection from blue. Okay. And a big column of text that's better than it looks like. It is much better than it looks it like. It has an activated ability. Return a forest you control to its owner's hand. Untap target creature. Play this ability only once for each turn. And it's a 1-1. One, one. I said that. Um, I, so why, why is that good? Tell me about this ability. So you can use this ability. Untapping creatures, like, at the baseline, it's like, oh, you can give something vigilance. It's like, sure. eh, all right. Um, or you could untap a mana dork. Or a creature with an interesting activated ability. Or, 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 or. Yeah. Uh, S since this says flash, you can use it as a combat trick as well. You yeah. can cast this before blockers untap your big <clears throat> creature, block Ooh. their... This, this thing messes up Vendillion click in combat. <laughs> Just like comes down, punches the click. Uh, but also, um, bouncing that forest, uh, if you have a land drop up, you can use this thing to like soft ramp. Um, and just like get an extra mana out. Uh, there's like corner cases where you could protect a forest that a thing is going to happen to, but um, it also is just a flash creature with evasion. Uh, oh, also Rebecca Gayart. Yeah. Dear, it's so yeah. The card's good. I've been actually considering jamming this in um, uh, Black Mold. You know, just as a like weird techie creature because this shows up. More frequently in like hoof, yeah, it's to try and like hit extra land drops. Well, and and, and you un and you're un when you're untapping, yeah. you're untapping things like Elvish Archdruid and Priest of Titania, which generate yeah Rafellos that are so like untapping that creature is plus four or five mana sometimes. So, mm -hmm. so but yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on in this card. I think it's better to think of it in in through a combo lens than sort of an aggro aggro value lens. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're playing Scrib Ranger, you're probably doing something. Fairly broken with the activated ability. I actually think it's a reasonable value card in any oh, yeah. almost any green white deck. You just get things like Fauna Shaman, so you can get just double tutor, super toolboxy. Hmm. It's insane with Knight of the Reliquary. I'm also not it's... even that sad to give this thing a GT. <laughs> well, no, yeah. not at all. And if you <laughs> if you have this thing with Mother of Runes, all your creatures are oh! like virtually unkillable forever. Unless oh! they have a wrath. I never thought of that. Holy oh, honey. it's the classic Legacy Maverick. Huh, okay. That's okay. spicy. Well, you get lots of newer players. You have a Mother of Runes in play, and then you green in Maverick. You green Sun Zenith for two, and they're like uh, getting like scavenging news. Scavenging news, or some decks play a one of Tarmogoy for something, and then you yeah. just get this. <clears throat> then like, they stare at their like lightning bolts and dismembers, and you're just like, <laughs> I'm immortal now. Scrib Ranger, much like Quirion Ranger, kind of the original version of this card, is the classic. Your opponent will read this four times and then still misplay. I'm feeling very attacked right now. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, 
Let's move on to today's theme. Today, we are going to talk about that fancy new set, Return to Return to Ravnica 2 Allegiances. Uh, and <laughs> with most of our set reviews, it is a reminder that this is going to be through a Highlander lens. This is not exhaustive, we're not talking about every card, only ones that we are either excited for or that we think are worthy of discussion. Uh, today's goal is going to be... Um, Wooberg. Just Wooberg. There's a lot of gold cards. We're probably going to do a part two later on and just cover that stuff. And then a reminder, it's not, is this card good in draft? Is this card powerful? Specifically, are we going to jam it in Highlander? Or what deck do we think it's going to fall on? So without further ado, stretch for time slightly while my page loads, let's talk about our first card, Impassioned Orator. This is a 2-2 for one and a white. It's a human cleric. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, gain a life. Jared, you want to start us off? Uh, yeah, this card's kind of like uh, another uh, soul, soul sister. Soul sister, except it only counts your creatures, hmm. and it doesn't count itself. Uh, it is a two-two, which is better than a one-one, but two mana is worse than one mana. So I don't, I don't know if this is going to see any play. The soul sisters don't see very much play in our format. Yeah. Well, I added this card specifically, wondering if we have enough life gain now to make that a deck. I think Soul Sisters is 100% a deck. Yeah. Um, it's a deck that doesn't get a lot of love because it seems just like a, a cheeky thing you throw together to meme on people. Well, I've built it before, and if you just really want to send a red player to the Shadow Realm, <laughs> like, just make them want to die. Yeah, your deck has like seven core Firewalkers in it, basically. Yeah. And the, like, the incidental life gain is fine. It, uh, I think a lot of people tend to overrate cards that just have life gain attached to them. Sure. Um, and a lot of the cards, their individual power level isn't very high, but when you get them together and you have enough payoffs, yeah. be it something like Respondent Angel, uh, Johnny's Pride Mate, whatever it may be, Carlos. you can actually you know, put out something that poses a threat. This card's fine in that deck. Okay. That's uh, next up, we have Tithe Taker. This is another uh, two power, two one, except, sorry, I was gonna try and segue, but I failed. Two mana for a two one human soldier for one and a white. During your turn, spells your opponent's cast cost one more to cast, and abilities your opponents activate cost one more to activate unless they're mana abilities. It also has afterlife. Alex, you seem excited. Tell me about this card. Gimme. <laughs> I want it. For what deck? Uh, white Weenie and uh, Aristocrats. Yeah. I think this card, I mean, it's a great hate bear, hate piker, technically <coughs> speaking. Um, but it having Afterlife 1 uh, means that it uh, has two bodies. Alex, what does Afterlife do? <laughs> well, <laughs> reading the cut, anyway, um, <clears throat> it's uh, when this creature dies, create a 1 1 uh, white and black spirit token with flying. Yeah, the new Orzova mechanic seems so spicy for aristocrats. It's really good. Um, so you have. A perfectly good hate bear. It's a human and a soldier for uh, the relevance that that could have. Um, no, I think you nailed it. Yeah, there's two. There's two bodies, and one is like as good, if not better. Like it trades one point of power for evasion when it dies. Just really quickly to add on, uh, this card isn't actually very good against combo because it's not going to be disruptive at all on your opponent's turn. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's just going to mess up some of the more controlly mid-range decks and control decks. Yeah, it's a good way to, good yeah, way to evaluate it's, it. It's nice and efficient. <clears throat> All right, next up, I have Angel of Grace. Five mana, five, four, Angel. 
flash, flying, and when it enters the battlefield until end of turn, damage that would reduce your life total to less than one makes it one instead, and activated ability, six mana, four white white, exile it from your graveyard, your life total becomes ten. Ben. Uh, I'm very excited to have somebody cast this against me with lethal tendrils on the stack. Uh, because this only prevents uh, damage reducing your life total, Oi! not life loss. Um, I actually don't think this card's super good. Like, it's it has all the makings of a card that seems like it would be powerful or niche uh, in a combo format, in a like an aggressive format. But, like, the mana cost for this card is just so clunky as a defensive option. Flash flying and five power, that's great. Like maybe that's enough to actually just put this That's card. what I thought. Is that baseline good yeah, enough? Yeah, that, that's fine. But I think that limits it to uh, mana crypt decks, soul ring decks, stuff that can power this out ahead of the curve. The activated ability is kind of, you know, a little bit of pepper on the, the salad yeah. there. But it's what, oh, don't give me that look. But other than that, like I just, I don't know if I'm building a deck, unless I'm really looking to sleeve up Angel Stompy. Like, I'd rather just go to something like Archangel mm -hmm. uh, Abyssin. Sure. <clears throat> Alright, uh, next card should be Jared, but I'm going to throw it to Alex, because I bet you he's excited about this too. I have Hero of Precinct 1. This is a 2-2 for 1 and a white, Human Warrior. Whenever you cast a multicolored spell, create a 1-1 human token. Is, is Aristocrat stoked for this card? I don't know that it is. I mean, Why not? You get so many bodies. I mean, you have some <laughs> amount of multicolored spells, but like, a lot of them are monocolored. Ben, you look like you have something to say. Yeah, I feel, well, it's, I just feel like this is a, a running joke within this set. I mean, most sets. Every time a set comes out, yeah. uh, anytime mm -hmm. there's a card that's a creature, uh, or a non-blue card that generates any form of value, mm -hmm. You'll have three comments from people saying, oh, this is great in Aristocrats. <laughs> um, and especially for this set where there are genuinely a lot of cards that are upgrades There's a to, few that are crazy. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think that this is one of them, No. Like, your, their Aristocrats is typically a four-color or three-color deck, but not a huge amount of multicolored spells, right. or at least not enough to justify running a two-mana two-two that doesn't do anything by itself, yeah. which is one of the appeal, uh, one of the appeals of aristocrats is that just like your two drops are dummies that a control player is like, I don't want to burst lightning this, sure. I don't want to get rid of this. Yep. <clears throat> Anywhere else this finds a home? In Highlander, I don't know. I've I could see this making its way to like maybe a standard or even a modern deck that can play more ways to have it proc but i don't know i could see it in five color zoo yeah yeah that's okay it's a it's a warrior it You're is a warrior Gila. yeah it's a warrior there's a lot of good multicolored warriors Sarah. Hmm. yeah like that's fine maybe not enough for a hundred but warrior is one of those creature types where you really got to keep tabs on it every single set because it's, it's close it's getting yeah, close oh my goodness warrior tribal all right, well. Let's move on to our next card. I worry that I may have passed our wonderful beach a typo here. Is it Loomering Battlement or is it Lumbering Battlement? Lumbering. I'm sorry, Beej, I set you up for failure. But you got there anyways. Lumbering Battlement is a five mana four, five beast for four and white. It has Vigilance. 
When it enters the battlefield, exile any number of other non-token creatures you control till it leaves the battlefield. It gets plus two plus two for each card exiled. Jer. We were trying to figure out if you could go, like, do some weird combo loop with this card. I think, can you do the same combo with this as Angels of Glory Rise? If you have this <clears throat> and, like, a Banisher Priest, can they flicker each other over and over if you have a Sack Outlet as well? Uh, no, because if you have a Sack Outlet, one of them goes to the graveyard. <clears throat> and that breaks the loop. Right. This is just, like, one of those mounts from WoW. <laughs> like, one of those big dum-dums that just has, like, a, a, a shop on one side. Yeah. And, it's it's a super cool card. I I don't see the the applicability to Highlander the loop, jumping yeah. out at me. Uh, I feel there might be a loop here. Not yet. <laughs> okay, but why? <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't know. Like there, I feel like there's better things you can be doing. All right. Than like maybe a send. Yeah. Like if you have this plus Resto plus, like Ben was saying, Fiend Hunter. Is that a loop? Oh, I didn't even know. I, just, I, I threw <laughs> a bunch of cards. It's I think I think it works. Resto Angel, Fiend Hunter, and like a, a Soul Warden or something like that. That's a lot of loop. cards. But yeah, it's just like you're adding like ten they, plus mana. A bunch of these cards that are like you know Fiend Hunter, Resto Angel, great on their own. Let's throw in a one mana one one and a five mana four five. Yeah, like, if you if you have one of Resto or Fiend Hunter in play. Then you play this, then you play the other of Resto Fiend Hunter. I think that works, but that's sure that gives you a bunch of DTBs. Then you need another thing to go with it, and mm -mm. I, I, that right. seems why? Too, why? Too why? Why? I don't know. I why? thought maybe it'd be yeah. a thing. I just wanted to have the conversation that there okay. could be a new combo piece, okay. and yeah. and you know uh, maybe you're like Sandra Bullock loves this card, and I wouldn't have known that, which mm. is why I wanted to have this conversation. Let's Sandy, move on. Sandy B no no want. <laughs> Sandy no. B no want. Let's mm -hmm. move on to blue. Uh, first card I want to talk about in blue is Precognitive Perception. Five mana instant for three blue-blue. Draw three. Addendum, which means if you cast it during your main phase, you get to do another thing. You get to scry three and then draw three. Alex. I don't know anything about draw cards, but this is good. <laughs> there. I was going Wait, to... there, there, there's one that's just like this that people used to play Jace's Ingenuity. Yeah, I was going to say... It was exactly this card. This is, this is the best Jace's Ingenuity they've printed as far as I can tell. I think Ancestral Recall might be the best. I, okay, <laughs> fine. G wow. For the same cost, like Harmonize is also yeah. better. Uh, yeah. Well, I, Mystic Confluence is just like... Oh, if, sure. if you're, if Mystic you're, Confluence is better. You're if you're right. looking to slot an expensive draw spell like this, like I've, um, I was talking... With somebody about this uh, in Paradox Academy yep. as an option, just because you're usually casting these spells on your main phase. Uh, the Scry is nice because decks like that have so much chaff in it, just like getting uh, necessary mana rocks or additional lands to the bottom. But I would just much rather have the flexibility of Mystic Confluence, being able to you know get rid of a hate bear and whatnot. And I don't feel like a lot of decks have room to slot multiple copies of that style of card. Sure. This card, you don't think, is good enough to be one of the high payoff draw spells in the late game for a big blue deck? I just, there's it, just so many better options, I feel. Yeah, if you want a second 5-mana one instead of... Like, some some of the control decks will play two big draw spells. It's possible you play this in Mystic Confluence instead of, like, Mystic Confluence and Sphinx's Revelation or Mystic Confluence and Pull from Tomorrow. Expanse like, Explosion. Expansion Explosion. Sure, yeah, that, that one, yeah. That's also possible. Yeah, that one's real good. All right, just... Next card we have is the uh, Terramander. Did I pronounce that right? Terramander. Yeah, nailed it. Nailed it in one. Well, okay. Salamander. Drake. This card's great. Oh, that was. This one's super good. All right. This, oh, 
So one mana, one one for a single blue. It's a salamander drake that flies. So we got that. We got that that flying person body right now. But there's more. Eight mana. So seven and a blue. Adapt four. Uh, adapt is a new uh, Simic Q ability that says basically adapt and put that many plus one plus one counters onto it. If but it has no counters. If it has no counters. This ability costs one less to activate for each instant in sorcery in your graveyard. Ben. So, for those of you familiar with either the last set review that we did, or if you've been on the Facebook page and have seen any time a new set comes out, uh, the best card in every single set is always the Flying Men, the Suntail Hawk, a one mana flying creature for one. Got a sure, got okay, a soft spot no. in my heart. But but here's the thing: this card actually might be one of the best cards in the set. Yeah, time. yes. Legitimately, um, this ability is kind of messed up. <laughs> I, I like it's not as there's a lot of talk about you know oh my god you're gonna pay two mana for a five five flyer and I I don't know how realistic that's going to be with it, at least within the first four or five turns of the game, but it will happen. Yeah, drawing this late game. Oh great, I just got a flying Gurbag Angler. Yeah, um, that you can activate. If you reach that seven um, instant or sorcery in the graveyard, or even even just paying two mana to do this, this and really you, dumb with that. Oh yeah, you go to activate and they're like, oh, I'll bolt it. And you're like, okay, respond. Activate. Activate again. again. Activate again because there's no restriction on how often you can activate this. Yeah, huh. uh, it'll just fizzle if there's a plus 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 one. Yeah, the, you can only, activate it the only gripe I have with this card is yeah. that before we got the official name, it was just known as Salamander that, Drake. That's why I thought we had missed it. Mmm, gotcha. And I was yeah. like, what the heck's a, a Pteramander? Yeah. Uh, this it's it's so good. Thoughts Tower just keeps getting better and better. This, this card is so good. You slot it in Flying Men. You slot it in. A variety of tempo decks. Is it blitz, is, is it blitz maybe? Is, oh yeah, the blitz decks for sure. Um, it this card's kind of messed up. Like oh. it's, I don't want to get too like best card of the set. Everything you know, let's go home, everybody. That's very good. But like yeah, this it's it's hard to not get super enthused yeah. about a card that is you know up in that discussion of like Delver of Secrets and Gurmag Angler. All right, let's move on to our next card, Mass Manipulation. X, X, blue, 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 blue. Blue, 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 blue. Four blues. Sorcery, gain control of X target creatures and or planeswalkers. Alex, what do you think about this card? I love this artwork <laughs> so much. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about this in Seinfeld. No, sorcery, no point out. Uh, this costs approximately a million. And, and like, if you need to gain control of one more than one creature in Seinfeld, the game has just gone so horribly <laughs> wrong that you just you take your losses if more than one creature resolves. Yeah, what have you been doing if yeah. your opponent gets more than one creature in play? Or and it's God all, forbid, a planeswalker. It's all over. Like, and I suppose. Uh, there's not really any room for this in um, High Tide, the other deck that would be able to create that much mana. I actually think the only place you want to play it is in like a non-combo academy list. Right! The other other deck that can create tons of blue mana. Mm, like the the problem the problem with slotting this in like a just like a big blue kind of academy shell, it's just like if I if you're getting to that much mana, typically that happens before your opponent gets planeswalkers or creatures in play. 
or their planeswalkers and creatures are just invalidated by how big or impressive your own threats are. It's like, if I'm dumping this much mana into a spell, I'd rather it just be treachery to untap my own land, or bribery to get their actual best creature into play. I, I don't know, I, I could see it. It's just like, you often have those turns where like, they're, it's like, you have a bunch of mana, they have a big board, they're gonna kill you next turn, you either need to like, present a massive threat or like, upheaval or something, <clears throat> and this mm -hmm. is sort of like, it, it like functions as an upheaval in that deck. You, you, you just like, you don't bounce everything, but you just like take all the Yeah, but the, the power is definitely there. It's just my, my biggest concern is that it feels like it's third in line for every kind of role it's trying to fill. So again, like mm -hmm. if, I, if I wanted the, the um, take their creature thing, it's behind bribery and treachery. If I wanted a protect myself from losing to all these goons on the other side of the board, then like Psychonic Rift or <laughs> Upheaval come to mind. Sure, I just think it does both those things, which is like... Yeah, it may, maybe it maybe it gets a slot from that. Right. We'll move on to our next card. We have Sphinx of Foresight. Oh. Four mana, four, four Sphinx. You may reveal this card in your opening hand. If you do, scry three at the beginning of your first upkeep. Flying, and at the beginning of your upkeep, scry one. Jair. Uh, it's hard to evaluate this card in... In Highlander, I think just because you see, you like don't on average don't have a single card in your opening hand as often as you do in a four of sixty card format, so like you're not gonna play it for that first ability. Uh, so you're basically just judging it on the uh, the other two abilities, which are fine. But I think you're you're playing cards like Curator of Mysteries over it almost every time, and that card doesn't see much play either. So I don't think it'll be good enough, but like. It's a it's a fine card. It's a four mana four four flyer with upside. Like that's not the worst. Cool. Okay. Next up we have mesmerizing Benfid. This is a five mana four five octopus for three blue blue. When it enters the battlefield, create two zero two illusion tokens. With whenever this creature blocks a creature, that creature doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step and. The Mesmerizing Benefit has Hexproof as long as you control an illusion. I'm actually going to throw this to Jer, because Jer added it, and I'm curious as to where does this find a home? I'm super stoked on to play this in blue midrange, and especially blue creature-based strategies. Hmm. Uh, this card just brick walls aggro, and it makes Phantasmal Image insane, because if you Phantasmal Image this, <coughs> it's an illusion. So both your Mesmerizing Benefits always have... Hexproof until they manage to remove a 4-5 Hexproof creature, huh. which is very difficult. Uh, it's awesome with Recursion. It's awesome with Flickering. It's just, like, got so much upside. It's 4-9 worth of stats. Uh, it's really good against big creatures because they don't want to attack their big creatures into an 0-2 and get their big creature frozen for a turn. I just think this card has so much value attached to it. It's like a wall. It's right on curve after opposition as well. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, and our last blue card that I want to talk about today is the Shimmer of Possibility. <clears throat> Two mana sorcery. Look at the top four cards of your library. Put one into your hand and the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. This is Sorcery Impulse, Ben. And I'm going to throw to Alex next because I got a spicy card for you. So... Uh, there was a lot of discussion about whether sorcery speed impulse actually 
sees any kind of play. Um, I will gladly slot this into combo strategies. Um, combo decks already play Anticipate, which is Impulse, but you only see three cards. Um, and Sorcery Speed doesn't really matter that much. It's uh, Sometimes it's actually just beneficial to just Impulse on your own turn to make sure it resolves, it sticks around, or there's no awkward disruption from your opponent's side. Um, I don't know if I would jam this in control decks or tempo decks. Definitely not tempo decks, but I don't know if I jam this in control decks. I feel like Impulse, at least personally, Impulse might see more play than deserving in those decks. Um, it's not a super high impact card, but yeah, control or sorry, combo decks for sure will jam this. Yeah, this might be the final nail in Telling Time's coffin. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> final nail. All right, let's move on to black, and I have a spicy card to start us off. It is the spawn of mayhem. Ooh, wow. <laughs> four mana, four four demon. But wait, spectacle. The um, what's the word I'm looking for? Rakdos mechanic. For one black black, so three mana, you may cast a spell for its spectacle cost rather than its mana cost if an opponent lost life this turn. Flying, trample, mm -hmm. and at the beginning of your upkeep, Spawn of Mayhem deals one damage to each player. Then if you have ten or less life, put a plus one plus one counter on Spawn of Mayhem. Alex. Get him. <laughs> this card's just, like, it's everything you want out <clears throat> of, like, a really aggressive... Uh, black card. Uh, the I like that the the retail and discount costs are both perfectly fine. Like I'd be fairly happy to pay four for a four four flample that nugs your opponent every turn. Um, but if you pay three for it, well, <laughs> do you feel like a champ? Back in my day, <clears throat> not to back in my day, but back in my day. Demons had downsides. Yeah, not so much anymore. Where, where is There's the, no downside Where's the downside? It hurts you. And, and then opponent. it gets better. <laughs> Look, there, there was a time when if your opponent slammed a rumbling slum, you were, which is a 4-mana 5-5, five, five, deals 1 damage to each player at your upkeep. Mm-hmm. Like, that was like, uh-oh, they had a rumbling slum. Like, that's this is game over. We're, we've come a long way from them, but look at this. Yeah, this card's impossibly spicy. He's gonna stick ya. Alright, let's move on to our next card. We have Drillbit. Three mana sorcery, but spectacle, one mana, single black. Target player reveals their hand. You may choose a non-land card from it. That player discards it. So possibly better thought sees with a lot of discussion. Jer? I uh, don't think this is gonna see that much play. Uh, the aggro decks tend to play the discard most of the time, but not even all of it all of the time. And having to rely having to rely on hitting your opponent first just opens you up to a bunch of things. You often want to start the turn with discard so you know like if they have a Restoration Angel or if they <clears> have <throat> Settle the Wreckage or if they have something you don't want to attack into, you want to, you want to know about it first. Uh, and it also helps you plan your turn, whereas having to attack first just limits your options, and casting it for three just is not exciting at all. Yeah, I mean, I want to try this in black X aggressive decks, but I'll temper my expectations. I think mono black is the only place I would really expect to see this. Yeah. Um, then I'm not sure if it's even 
worthwhile, but that is definitely a deck that, you know, if you got to cast Coercion, which is just three mana Thoughtseize without the life loss, which hmm. this card is, then you got to cast Coercion. Um, but I'm with Jer. It's just, it's a little too unreliable. Next up, we have Gutter Bones. One mana, two, one Skeleton Warrior for a single black. Enters the battlefield tapped. For one and a black, return Gutter Bones from your graveyard to your hand. Activate this ability only during your turn and only if an opponent lost life. Alex. Uh, I think Tragic Hero is out of a job. <laughs> I'm tormented Hero. Tormented Hero, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, this is one of a line of two ones with like a sort of downside and a sort of upside. I think it's perfectly playable in like Black X aggro. Um, it's a warrior, which is cool. It's unfortunately not a zombie, but... Where's, where's the downside? This is all upside. Enters the battlefield tapped. Well, if anything, that's a positive. This teaches players... Not to that block blocking is ones. for cowards, <laughs> and that if oh, you can block. warriors come out to play. I can block, yeah. sure, but not the turn you play it, and you will not block. You're going to turn this sideways every single time. All right. Yeah, no, it's just jamming. Next up, we have Pestilent Spirit. Uh oh, sorry, Beach. Did I spell Pestilent wrong? No, no. Three mana, three two Spirit for two and a black. It has Menace and Death Touch. And instant and sorcery spells you control have death touch. Ben. Uh, initially, I was pretty down on this card just because it's a three power creature, or sorry, a three mana creature that dies to a shock without any immediate impact on the board. Uh, but that's a lot of keywords. Yep. Uh, that's a lot of keywords that can be cast off mana crypt. And three power at that cost with this. Tacked on ability that maybe it does something, maybe it doesn't. But I don't know. You could probably get rid of that instant and sorcery thing, and this card might be fine, right? But it has. Maybe maybe not, maybe not. But like it, the, the fact that it is there, it kind of extends the playability of this card. I don't think this is going to be, you know, breaking any archetypes into the upper echelon of Great the tier spells. list or anything. <laughs> But I think this card, I'm, I'm higher on this card than I w initially was before. All right. And the last black card to talk about today is the Priest of Forgotten Gods. Two mana, one, two, human cleric for one and a black. Tap, sack, two other creatures. Any number of target players each lose two life and sack a <coughs> creature. You get to add black, black, and draw a card. Jer. Uh, this is, I actually really like it in Aristocrats. You often have two other creatures that you don't mind sacrificing, and the the upside of this ability is, is huge. Uh, Aristocrats is really good at creating stalled boards, and this breaks the stall, keeps your card velocity going, which is another big problem the deck has, is that you don't have a way to keep the cards flowing. Uh, it helps you cast uh, some harder to cast black spells, which is sometimes an issue for the deck. The mana can be, can be wonky, so. Jared. I really like it. Can you activate this ability and t include yourself as a target to get four black, draw two, lose two, sack? No. no. Any number of target players. Any number of target players each lose two life and sacrifice a creature, period. Oh, you, sorry, I conflated You, you don't add two black and draw a card per player. For each player. If you wanted to, <laughs> you could put that sacrifice Yeah, like if you on. needed to sacrifice another creature... 
you could target yourself. Yeah, technically, if you wanted to like get a Zulaport cutthroat trigger, a blood artist trigger hmm. off, you could target you could target yourself and when sack three. Somebody, yeah. When somebody mentioned this card, they. they they misled me by saying that you it can sack itself, and I got really, really excited. Well, it can as the third creature if you target yourself, but not as part of the cost. Anyway. Yeah. All right, let's move on to red. Our first red friend is the Skargan Hellkite. Five mana, four, four Dagron. It has Riot, which is the gruel mechanic, so it either enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter, or has haste. Has flying, as most dragons do, and four mana activated ability for three and a red. Deal two damage divided as you choose amongst any two targets. Amongst one or two targets, pardon me. It's any target. Cool. Activate this ability only if Hellkite has a plus one plus one counter. Alex. This looks really good. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but like, um, the, the sort of five mana haste dragons see play and of course if you give this haste it's only a 4-4 four, four. Um, but you can also make it a 5-5 five, five and have this like activated ability that you can just like nug stuff with which makes that choice of which direction you take riot in really interesting <clears throat> I almost feel like you're gonna be using haste less frequently uh, as putting the counter on because it's more useful with the counter on it. One of the benefits of this card as well that like <coughs> throws it into the discussion with cards like Glorybringer or Thundermaw Hellkite. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the other five mana dragons, they have like one mode, which is go fast, kill a Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. You can comfortably play this as a five mana, five, five flyer that if you get to untap with it, you're probably winning this game. Yeah. But if you need to, <clears throat> you can just donk them for four. Yeah. Or like, don't have <clears throat> a planeswalker. Yeah. The the flexibility on this card, it's it, it like I think a lot of people will tunnel vision on the activated ability and kind of say like, oh well, if I'm not getting a counter, I'm just playing a five mana four four haste flyer. Which is a good Which card. is still fine. Like you want you get so much more by adding this onto it <clears throat> and just being able to say like Here's this 5-5 five, five flyer. Uh, you probably can't attack into this. And if I untap, you are never going to stick anything relevant for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. Or at least, you know, you're going to have a hard time dealing with this. And it offers a mana sink for um, decks like Jeskai or Grixis Control that if they want these big dragons at their top end, but also need to have enough lands to get to these and they can flood out, or they just like slide a hand into two lands, and they're like, oh, I'm not doing anything. Coming or big soon red. to a big red near you. Yeah, like this card, I, this is another card where initially I was like, oh, okay, this is just another dragon, but I think this card might actually be one of the best cards in the set. It's yeah. very good. I, I think Riot is such an insane mechanic for Highlander. It's <laughs> yeah. so, so absurd. Mm -hmm. It's just like, what upside do you want <laughs> with a Riot? I'm gonna die to riot so much. Would you like pie or a different? Like pie? adding, like riot adding seven. It's like seven new cards to this set with haste. Like any time a new decent creature with haste gets added to the game, that's just another thing you have to think about from any opponent with red or green. Yeah. Because you just have to be like, all right, what's what kind of burst, what kind of reach does my opponent have if I'm passing with shields down or. You know, thinking your planeswalker is going to survive. No. Like, it changes everything. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Next up, my first card I'm probably going to pronounce wrong. 
Rick's Maddie Reliver? Rick's Maddie. Reveler. Maddie? Rick's Maddie Reveler. Two mana, two, two, human shaman for one of the red <coughs> has spectacle. Uh, and this is interesting because in this case, the spectacle cost is not a discount, it's more. So spectacle here is for four mana, two, a black, and a red. Again, activate only spectacle if your opponent has lost life this turn. When it enters the battlefield, discard a card, then draw a card. Or, if you paid the spectacle cost, discard your hand and draw three. Ooh. Ben. Um, I've had a hard time really evaluating this card in our format, and I don't know if I can actually give the best evaluation without playing this kind of card, because in a 60-card format, I think this card is fantastic. But trying to find a deck where I see this and immediately think, oh, yeah, this jumps in. Like, I don't know if you would want this in a Rakdos aggro deck. I'm not sure if you'd want this in, the, in like, a Jun mid-range deck. But yeah. I, I guess the flexibility of it makes it appealing. But it's just like, to me, this just doesn't really have a home that jumps out to me. What about the Madness deck? Please. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Uh, I got a card that I bet you is not going to have a hard time finding a home, and that is Electro Dominance. X red red instant. Deal X damage to any target. You may cast a card with converted mana cost X or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. Zap. Chair. Zap. This card is really good. This it lets card you, is really, really it good. It lets you break timing restrictions. So you yep. can cast sorceries on your opponent's turn with this oh! card. You can cast creatures on your opponent's turn with this card. Oh, you can cast planeswalkers on your opponent's turn with this card. Um, it has really interesting combo potential. I know the scapeshift players locally are really <laughs> excited to have a card that can, like, you kill their Aven Mind Sensor and scapeshift them on their end step and, when they end weren't step expecting scapeshift. it. Uh, it also gets around the, the suspend cards, so you could like cast this for zero and cast Ancestral Visions, you can cast it for zero, and Living living End, if you want to put that card <laughs> in your deck. Hypergenesis. Is Alex having a conniption? Yes! This is one of those cards that you read and you think it's okay, it's and then okay. as Jer starts giving more and more examples, if you hadn't Ooh. sort of clued into that, you're just like, this card in an if, eternal format? If, if Expanse... Expansion Explosion? I, I'm going to call it Expanse Explosion for the rest of my life. If Expanse Explosion... Just call it Pants Explosion. If Pants fine. Explosion has shown anything, which is a, it's a, like, yes, you're drawing cards off this X spell, but like, I feel like there was a long time where just X deal X damage was a thing you would come across in our format. Like the, the Grixis control decks, mm -hmm. the the rug like ramp decks, they would just be like, oh, <laughs> Bane fire you. Or, you know, they would have these big dumb For burn you. spells. But this card is... <laughs> the resurgence. I hate you so oh, much. Big dumb burn spells. Yeah. This, like being able to even just do something very like unassuming. Like Electrodominance cast Kodama's Reach. Or Thought Sees You. Like three mana, kill your even mind sensor, Thought Sees You. Untap, let me resolve my Planeswalker. Let me Demonic Tutor. Yeah. Demonic Tutor with this. Like, yeah. yeah. Great card. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Next up, we have the Immolation Shaman. Two mana, one, three, via Shino Shaman for one in red. Whenever an opponent activates an ability of an artifact, creature, or land that isn't a mana ability, 
Uh, the shaman deals one damage to that player. Now, notably, only your opponent. This is not symmetrical, so not one of those hate bears that hates, hates both people. Five mana, three red red. It gets plus three plus three and Menace until end of turn. Alex. No. What? No. Oh, that's, that's what it, he does. I thought you were saying no to the No, 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 the card's yeah. excellent. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I want to do a thing. I don't love it. Really? It only has one power. So? So, it doesn't hit mana abilities. This is this this is exactly what happened when this card first got previewed. At, we were at a tournament. This card got previewed. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a little bit of a breakdown, <laughs> and everybody else. There was a lot of other people around saying, "What this card's whatever." But like, as a combo player and as somebody that has to deal with these type of cards, any like just like the the redundancy of having this type of effect even if it just has one power like it's still a threat like and, and just playing a two drop creature can be more terrifying than whatever blue disruption spell an opponent may have hmm. and like just getting pinged once a turn can make or break uh winning the game this makes me wonder if boros hate bears might be getting closer to being a deck I think it's a deck. We do we do have to move the discussion a little yeah. bit faster Anyways, though. Beach. Just say is this is this per ability? Like if somebody is trying to activate multiple abilities, they get one per each ability. Every yeah. time they activate it. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, light up the stage is our next red card. This is a three mana sorcery for two and a red, but spectacle costs single red. Exile the top two cards of your library until end of your next turn. Oh, until the end of your next turn. That's what? relevant. You may play those cards, Jer. Uh. I think this card is really good. It's potentially a single red for a draw two. Uh, it says play, so you're able to play play lands. It doesn't say cast. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I think this card is an auto-include in burn slash red deck wins. I think this definitely goes into is it blitz that just wants to have a really high card velocity and is also going to be able to reliably deal their opponent damage. Uh, you could see it if a red-black aggro deck springs up as a the result of this, this set, but hmm. I think a one potential one mana draw two is great. Potential three mana draw two isn't the worst. And like if you don't wanna play the cards you don't need to. Friend I, divination. I think, I think this card is great. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next up we have Skewer the Critics. Three mana Wait, it's the same thing again. Three <laughs> mana sorcery for two and a red or single red spectacle. Three damage to any target. Sorcery. Alex. It's another lightning bolt, and this one's half decent. It, it's like a rift bolty. Yeah, it's like a rift bolt. Like, this <clears throat> This goes on the list of, you know, one to two mana um, deal three damage spells. Yep, card's great. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, it's good. BBQ the opponent. All right, next up, Tin Street Dodger. Uh, best BFS of the Tin Street Hooligan. Kind of. <laughs> Single red gets you a 1-1 one, one Goblin Rogue, has haste, pay a red this turn, the Tin Street Dodger can't be blocked except by creatures with Defender. Ben. Uh, this card to me seems very unassuming at first glance, but I feel like uh, any source of repeatable, unblockable damage on a Goblin with haste just built into it is kind of scary. I don't think this card's going to win any awards for, you know, best creature of the set, best red card of the set, anything like that. But it does seem like something people will forget or not give it a shot. But I don't know. These kind of cards slide under the radar 
until you get killed by it. Yeah. Yeah, until this comes down, picks up a, a uh, grafted war here, and crashes into your face. Yeah, like, slap a GTA on this, pay a red. What? <laughs> All right, let's move on to green. Our first green card we're going to talk about today is the Incubation Druid. So, for one and a green, you get an O2 Elf Druid. Tap, add one mana of any mana. All right, add one mana of any type that a land you control could produce. Or, if Incubation Druid has a plus one plus one counter on it, add three mana instead, and it has Adapt five for three, three green three. green. Adapt three. Sorry, Adapt three, but for five. Yeah, uh, three green green, Adapt three. Jer. Uh, I think this card is potentially really good. Uh, not so much because in Highlander, there's not super easy ways to cheat counters onto things, so you're pretty much just playing it straight up as is. Uh, but I think that's fine. It's got two relevant creature types. Uh, potentially taps for multiple colors of mana, which is really what you need your your two drop dorks to do. You either want it to tap for different colors and color fix you, or uh, tap for multiple, ideally. Oh, it does both. Uh, yeah, it has the potential to do both. And in the late game, uh, upgrading your mana dork into a 3-5 is a pretty big deal. Yeah, notably... Adapt doesn't have summoning sickness, so if you have a bunch of mana late game and you draw it, it's just big right away, which is kind of cool. You can also mm -hmm. sort of rebate that cost a little bit, so... Yeah. Alright, next up, we have the End Raise Forerunners. <laughs> yeah. Eight mana, seven, seven boar for five green, green, green. It has Vigilance, Trample, and Haste, and when it enters the battlefield, other creatures you control get plus two, plus two, Vigilance, and Trample. Vigilance! And trample Ben Wheeler. Oh, it's a big pig. It's <laughs> a lot of. It's bacon. a really big pig. Here comes I the really, bacon. Yeah, I really like this card. I mean, so, you're just going to kill people dead with this card in hoof. It's mm -hmm. another hoof to find off of a green sun zenith. Um, contrary to popular belief, sometimes the first hoof doesn't kill someone, yeah. or you just need to get a big pack of boars out to. Uh, you know, chunk your opponent just Does a this bit. replace Decimator of the Provinces? Uh, no, it doesn't, Alex. You play all of the pigs. All of them. You of play pigs. spaghetti pigs. You play party, party pigs. <laughs> yeah. Bring up Decimator of Provinces. It's spaghetti pig. Spaghetti pig. <laughs> Decimator of Provinces? Uh, spaghetti pig. Let's see, yeah. this, let's see this photo. Can we just call it Carbonara? Sp spaghetti pig. Eldrazi board. this damn thing in Puzzle Quest, so yeah. All right. <laughs> Beach knows the spaghetti uh, pig pain. Let's let's move on to our yeah. next green card, the Guardian Project. What? This is a four mana enchantment for three and a green. Whenever a non-token <coughs> creature enters the battlefield under your control, if it doesn't have the same name as another creature you control or a creature card in your graveyard, draw a card. I'm going to throw this to Jer. Uh, yeah. So the only deck I can see this in is Druid Tribal. <laughs> Probably not Hoof. Uh, it's just another whenever you play a creature, you draw a card type effect. And it's cheaper than some of the ones we're already playing. So, get in. This is this is one of these interesting cards where I think there's kind of like this, this, this valley shape of enthusiasm. 
uh, I think a lot of people read this card, and I don't. I, and I, you know, you might be a commander player, like this card's absurd. We're gonna get so much value, and everything goes. And you start off be really excited, and then really enfranchised players in the format go, "It's a four-man enchantment that doesn't do anything. I don't know if I can afford to take a turn off. I'm going to die. This seems really tough." And then you get to the other side of the valley, and you're like, "I'm a combo player, and this might have a home in this one particular deck." And oh god! And you're just like ski jumping, you're ramping this off. This is when they accept the greed. <laughs> <laughs> So, a neat card here. Uh, next up, we have Rampage of the Clans. Four mana instant for three and a green. Destroy all artifacts and enchantments. For each permanent destroyed this way, its controller gets a 3-3 three, three centaur. <sighs> what do we think of this card? I didn't have a player in mind when I talked about it. I didn't have a deck in mind. <laughs> oh, really? <What? laughs> huh? Well, so, all right. No, 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 no. Now, hold me. Like... So yeah, like I'm if only this... we had someone here that plays oh well, like, exclusively. So I put, this, I, I put this, I put this in as a sideboard card against eggs. Now you have thirty-three threes, and I'm dead. It's funny you mentioned it's that. It's not when actually I, when as I, good against eggs. Would as you put paradox? Well, when the, it's yeah, you'd want it more in that. <laughs> when if you I mentioned paradox as well, like is yeah, this like, a good hate card or is this a card that you'd play as a combo player to is, kill your opponent? I wouldn't play this with paradox. I wouldn't play this. As your artifact hate card, there are just way too many yeah, good cards. Yeah, where does this go? Uh, it goes in that like box that you ship off to get credit from <laughs> another store. But I did think about I, I flirted with the idea of including this in eggs. In eggs, just right? the EOT. I might try it. I might try. It. I was gonna say if like only it made bore tokens. Well, if it made bore tokens, it's an auto include. Yeah. Why? Why if it's bores? I love a. Good pig. Yeah. It's just the best creature type. Yeah. Boar is just one of the best creature types, best type of animal. Uh, I, out there. I constantly have a boar tribal deck that I'm updating <laughs> every set. It gets better every Flint Hook Boar is the commander. I Beautiful pig. Beautiful pig. It brings home the bacon. Uh, next card <laughs> Silhana Wayfinder. For one and a green, you get a 2 1 elf scout. When it enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a creature or land from amongst them and put it onto the top of your library. Oh, I read that wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah this card as soon is. as you read that part, you're just put like, it? oh no, what? That's not where I want my cards Why? to go. Why are I, doing this? I thought this was a two-one that drew a card, and it was no. Better. Then it would be great. We'd all be on board. Yeah. All right, carrying on. Biogenic <laughs> ooze. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I skipped this card. So five mana, two, two. For three green, green, you get an ooze. When it enters the battlefield, create a two, two green ooze token. At the beginning of your end step, put a plus one, plus one counter on each ooze you control. For one green, 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 create another two, two ooze. On your end step? Well, no, you create the ooze when Yeah, I know, but... On your end step, you get... Yeah, everything gets bigger. Okay. Well, the oozes get bigger. Okay, the, the floor on this is six power for th five. Across two three three balls. <coughs> so the I floor included... is it gets is it gets shocked immediately. <laughs> yeah, that's the real the real thing that happens here. Okay, so I included this because it's five mana, comes off curve of opposition, and you just start pooping. That's out. our baseline just... now, off curve on opposition. Look, opposition is a great card. It doesn't uh, see enough play. It doesn't, it, it absolutely doesn't see enough play. And anytime you get cards like this, I've even thought about this in certain builds of Hoof. Like, there's a density of these five drop creatures, four drop creatures, that can that allow Hoof to potentially um, better take advantage of Eldritch Evolution. 
Yep. And just provides more of a widespread, you know, going back to the old days when we were casting Wolf Briar Elemental and like multi kicker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just yeah, Lisa Lana Huntmaster. Just like going wide because the rats are at an all time low right now. They oh, sure and are. It's like there's enough stats on this card, and that if you untap with it, you're probably winning this game. Yeah, right? I, like it's right. it is a little susceptible to removal, admittedly, but I a think little. the upside is enough to justify giving this a shot. All right, and the last card we're going to talk about today is Wilderness Reclamation, four mana enchantment for three and a green. At the beginning of your end step, untap all lands you control. Alex is making a face. I agree with Alex's face. Ben, you added this card. Uh, <laughs> Jer? What? Wow. Me? Ben. Wow. Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry, Beach. Like, did, did you did you remember why you added this card? Well, no, I have an idea. So it's I mean this is a very powerful effect. There yeah. are instant speed time walks, one of them. But it's they, no, like there's multiple. There's mul okay, there's multiple. But I think cards like this are worth talking about. Maybe not when we're at the very end of an episode because there's a lot to theory craft that could My eventually just end up with like, hey, let's yeah. not play this. But Untapping all your lands on your end step can be pretty big with a bunch of utility lands, with a bunch of time walks, uh, also land untappers. I also think eventually if you have enough uh, untap either on your end step or your opponent's untap, you get to untap with your opponent, you get to play just like a high enough density of ramp and draw spells that there's a deck that is just based around doing that. You can already create a loop with this card in um, Curb. It does require a Quicken, but you can do it. Yeah. Don't give me that look. What's the loop? Well, I mean, you don't even need Quicken. You can just like <laughs> Nexus of Fate, Mystical Tutor, Seasons Past. That's it. Draw Spell. Yeah, you don't need much. Right. You don't need much to get this going, but whether or not it's worth it is the real question. <laughs> yes. Well, friends, that is going to be our set review for today. So let us move on to our typical closing segment, Powerful Magic. Bear, 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 bear. <laughs> Up to date, I have Jer. Jer's going to tell us a story. I want to hear the story. Yeah, so the other, last weekend, we played our, our first Highlander double up event of the year. Uh, so it's worth, worth more QPs towards qualifying to the to the season and year-end things. Uh, I brought a really spicy deck. I play, I asked, I like messaged Ben the night before and I was like, Ben, I don't know what to play, what should I play? He's like, play, is it tempo? And then I'm like, eh, maybe. He's like, <laughs> no, 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 play, play like, is it blitz tempo? And I'm like, go on. And he's like, play 30 lands. And I'm like, sold. So 30 play, lands Well, no, I wanted you to play tempo. like 28 lands. Yeah, he's right. And I was like, I was gonna play 32, so I, I called it, cut it in the middle right. and played played 30. Huh. But yeah, so I played like every cantrip imaginable. I even played Overmaster, which is definitely the spiciest cantrip in the deck. Uh, Overmaster is a one red sorcery. It reads, the next instant or sorcery spell you play this turn can't, can't be countered by spells or abilities, draw a card. Great art. Uh, so when you play this card, lots of times blue players panic and just like force a bullet and you're like, they're going to combo they me out? They don't know what you're oh going to do. Oh my goodness, so you're just, okay. You've just been like casting like Serum Vision, Sleight of Hand, and then on turn three you just cast Overmaster, and they're like, Force of Will. <laughs> like, <laughs> Lightning <laughs> Bolt! And you just look at them, and you're like, alright, I'll play Delver and Monastery Swift Spear Attacky for one. Uh, <laughs> so that's the deck I was playing. The, the spicy story comes from the top eight, 
uh, first round of top eight. It was game one. Uh, I snuck into top eight with the. Th I had the best breakers of the three twos, so sure. I snuck into snuck into eighth. Uh, I my opponents at fourteen. I have Soul Scar Mage and Monastery Swift Spear in play, with, which are both uh, one mana one twos with prowess. Yeah. And my opponent has a Duskwatch Recruiter, which is a two two with a nice activated ability, yeah. and a Findhorn Elves. They just played. I know they have Academy Rector in their hand. They're on they're on Sandy B. They're on Sandy B. All right. I know they have Academy Rector from a previous Gataxian probe. And they just missed their land drop to uh -oh. play this uh -oh. Finhorn Finhorn Elf. So I know I know Rector's coming next turn. And in my hand I have Forked Bolt, uh, which is a one mana deal two damage divided as you choose sorcery. Gutshot, which is a Phyrexian mana for a single red Phyrexian mana, deal one damage to any target. And Lightning Bolt, which is one red mana, deal three to any target, yeah, yeah, yeah. instant. And so... You got some spice. I was quickly adding up, and I was like, all right, if I fire all these burn spells off upstairs and attack, that's that's 14 points. That's lethal damage. But Forked Bolt is a sorcery, so I'd have to just, like, lead off by Forked Bolting them, not neither of their creatures that, like, are actively very good. And, like, I know they need in play to cast their spells... And it's, so, like, obviously pretty suspicious if you go to the dome. Yeah, and so, so I... So the mind game up here, okay. I tank, and I'm, like, counting. I'm, like, no, all right, next turn. And then I'm, like, all right, Forked Bolt, you. Because <laughs> I mentioned, like, okay, you have to block anyways. Like, sure. What I, what I was thinking, I'm, like, okay, if, if I Forked Bolt their creature... And they block. Yeah, okay, I see what you're doing well, here. If I Forked yeah. Bolt their creature, then their creatures are the way, then I attack. But if I Forked Bolt them, they... They have to block, but they don't know it. So my Forked Bolt is essentially killing one of their creatures anyways. All right, all right. Uh, so I Forked Bolt them <clears throat> after, like, saying, like, muttering some weird things. And I attack. And then they're, like, they, like, look at me kind of funny because they're, like, Forked Bolt me? And I'm, like, <laughs> yep, yep, upstairs. Send send the message. And then I, like, just, just cram into the red zone. And then they're, like, looking because, like, they, they can't block with their elf because then they can't cast Rector. Yeah. And Duskwatch Recruiter is, like, a really good creature, yeah. so I figured they don't want to chump block. Yeah. Because now, now because of Prowess, both these creatures are two threes. So, like, no blocks. And I only had one more red mana available, so I just... I'm like, Lightning Bolt you. Pay two life, gut shot you. And then, like, right down, they're at eight now, because they're at 12 from the fourth Yeah, bolt. yeah. Uh, n nine from the Lightning Bolt. And then eight from the gut shot. And that's three Prowess triggers for each of my one, two creatures each four power that's eight eight more so i got to steal a game from my opponent that oh. they they never thought they were they were losing no dead out of nowhere gut yeah. shot i don't think people expect you to play gut shot no especially not talk about especially it not lot? paying two life to deal one to your opponent yeah that's really <laughs> spicy well, friends, that's about going to wrap it up for our episode today. Uh, look out for next week's episode where we review the remaining cards, particularly the gold cards. And as always, with our set review, if there's a card uh, that you want us to talk about that we think we missed in Wooburg, let us know in the comments down below. Because, uh, you know, we, we passed it over, but maybe there's something that you think is warrant, uh, warrants a discussion. We'd love to hear from it. Mm -hmm. Reminder that everything we do is brought to you by you, with your support over the Patreon at patreon.com slash Thank you, everybody, for watching, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. <laughs>